0: To the wise men say preview show looking ahead to the Bolton Wanderers game on Saturday my name is Tom Walsh and we're in the Port Street Beer House in Manchester and I'm joined by wise say's three newest recruits we've got Jim hi Joe hello and Matthew alright how is everyone
1: very good, thank not you.
0: Excellent good. stuff. Well, we'll get kick this off by looking back on the Rotherham game on Tuesday night. And before the game, uh, Jack Ross came out very bullish in his press conference um, of the suggestion that even though results were were good, there were suggestions that the performances were not good. And in true Sunderland fashion, after these bullish comments, we went out and 1-1 the hell out of Rotherham. Um, and are we seeing... Joe Matthew sorry (laughs) are we seeing the same patterns from last season starting to repeat itself
2: Uh, well it feels very familiar doesn't it Um, not just the scoreline but racing into a a relatively early lead but not being able to capitalise on the pressure that that we then have Um, so it does feel very familiar Um, so yes we're sort of falling back on the Similar patterns. Um, I think I don't know if you've heard Jack Ross's comments this morning, but talking about expectations and the pressure and how he doesn't feel like we're under any more pressure than other teams. And I really don't think that's true. And I think I think it's reflected a lot in our performances and the fact that we can do so well for. Half an hour, 35 minutes, maybe even a whole half if we're lucky. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I think the pressure does get to does get to the players because they know that the long and short of it is we need to get promoted this season. Uh, and I don't think a lot of other clubs are under that sort of pressure. Yeah,
3: I think we're playing with um, sort of this constant weight, and you can see it sort of in the, in the body language of the players on the pitch. You can see it, Ross's body language on the touchline as well. Sometimes things go well. You know, we put some good moves together, we'll score some good goals, and then other times we really do just look like we haven't really got an idea of what we're supposed to be
1: doing.
3: So, first of all, got no problem with him coming out and defending himself because um, you'd expect a manager to do that. You'd want a manager to do that, really but it's got to be backed up on the pitch um, and as things stand it hasn't been enough and that's been borne out in the fact that A, the performances have sort of masked some sorry, the results have masked some relatively average performances and then when you know things get really really tight we haven't delivered and if he's going to come out and it'd be bullish, the players have to back him up on the pitch, and the body
0: language and the performances are suggesting to me that it's not quite happening right now. We got uh, told off during the week for being very negative on the, the other pods, um, So, yeah, that's a good, a good start. But, as we said, we did have a, a very good opening 20 minutes and should have been... Well, we're 1-0 up within 30 seconds, thanks to... Oh, could we just take a moment for Alim Ozturk's assist? Absolutely. I'm a huge Ozturk fan. He, uh, he, he proved his worth uh, yet
1: again. Um, that pass was Steven gerrard And I think... Um,
0: T- Turkey are lucky to have a man like him, to be honest with you. <laughs> but, like I said, the the opening exchanges for that were perfectly fine, and it's just taken one moment where we could have blitzed them like we did with, I guess, Barnsley last season. And is it just when one chance goes awry, are we seeing, did did the lads collapse? I mean, I didn't see the game, I only see had
3: We're too brittle. Uh, and it's not just Rotherham, it's happened repeatedly even before Kosh came in. I mean, I mean it's, it's been something to be honest, happened to Sunderland for time immemorial. The fact that ultimately we don't deal well with adversity. If things don't go our way, something will happen, and it just seems to, in the stands, on the pitch and everywhere else everything just seems to go and McGeady missing that penalty was the perfect example of that because ultimately before that happened we were all over them and it wasn't just the back penalty goal we'd clearly identified that was a position to attack and we'd done it time and time again and it was working and we looked good but all it took was that missed penalty and all of a sudden it was like like we were a different team and everything got sapped out of all the energy, all the enthusiasm, all the, you know, the technical ability on the ball even seemed to go, you know, McGeady was was up and down throughout the game anyway, but it wasn't just him, you know, people were putting passes together perfectly fine before that happened, afterwards it was like, you know, they couldn't find a man five yards away. And we were just dropping back and dropping back and it was inevitable that the equaliser would come and that has to change because you can't go through a league season playing in a way whereby if one thing goes against you, it's all gone because Barnsley, Luton last season Ipswich this season, have things go against them and they react to it and
1: they come back stronger and we're just not doing that I would completely agree with that and if I was, I was also really quite surprised as well with how slow we started um, the second half, um, considering we we were so much on top in the first thirty minutes, and then obviously the penalty miss, which which changed the the last fifteen or so with uh, with Rotherham really coming back into the game. But I would have I would have thought in that break that, that Ross would have maybe said something, and maybe he did. I don't know. Obviously, we don't know what goes on inside the dressing room, but. Certainly, the players didn't react to it. I'd have thought that we would come out with a bit more of a fighting spirit um, in the second half, and it just seemed like it, not, nothing, had, nothing had changed. It seemed like there hadn't been a break from from the last 15 minutes, where Rotherham really piled on the pressure, to then to then us um, in in the second half coming out and, and, also, and almost surrendering immediately to, to to them being in possession with the ball, them creating opportunities, and um, I, I know obviously McLaughlin made a, a couple of decent saves, but. As uh, as as Jim alluded to, the goal was always coming. Yeah. It, was abs- it was it was it was clear as day that it, that it was uh, that it was on the cards, and I think that Ross needs to address that if if moving forward. I thought the substitutions were a bit odd. I know he started with the same team as uh, as he did at Burnley, um, which I wasn't necessarily uh, disappointed with because I thought we actually
0: played quite well there. We had really good energy in the centre of the park. His subs like from uh, from the Akron, from the Akron game grand bit it was he was getting a bit stodgy i he was, and cool. I I was, was poor expect actor. i was expecting someone like dobson or power to come back in and it was nice to see uh Dobson be introduced but you're saying that the the drive kind of came out once once the penalty was missed
1: yeah I think once the penalty was missed as well and also after he got booked he he seemed to sort of go off the boil a little bit I think McGeoch was carrying a little bit of a knock as well um, during the second half Uh, I don't know I know Ross has said that um, oh, he's yeah. not willing to declare who, who's, who's a bit of a, a doubt for Saturday, but I have a, I have a rough idea that uh, McGear could probably be probably one of those players because he seemed to be struggling a bit in the second half. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think I, it's just the penalty that cha- changed it all. And as has already been said, that shouldn't be the case. We can't we can't go a game where
0: one thing goes against us and we just collapse. Well. To the credit, this season we have gone behind in yeah. pretty much every game apart from that Rotherham game, um, and we've dealt with that and we've come back from it. But you're saying this is a mentality thing, but it's it's clearly not. Maybe it's just a maybe this is just one off. Is it seeping back into this?
2: I don't think it's a coincidence that the, the times when we play our best is when the pressure's off a little bit. Um, take the performance against Burnley, for example. Yeah, true. Um, It's very rare these days that we're the underdogs and we were in that game and we played with a bit more freedom and came out of it with a really good result and a decent performance. Go back to last season, I think the fans generally gave Jetta Ross a bit of grace towards the start of the season, we went into a really good run, that's when we did see us putting teams to the sword a little bit more, playing well, scoring goals. and I just think, I think it's, while I agree with these two guys, I think it's always going to be a bit of a struggle mm-hmm. because we've got League One players, and to try and find the sort of players oh, yes. who will not only yes. just cope under that kind of weight of expectation, but actually thrive under that, mm-hmm. they're virtually impossible to come by at this level. Um, and I do think we've got one or two, but I think, like Jim says, it's, it's so brittle and it's so fragile that it takes one catalyst and whether that's a penalty, missed, uh, conceding the goal, getting a man sent off, and then it tends to all crumble. And I think we're always going to be fighting against that a little bit.
0: Well, let's talk about the elephant in the room that was that penalty. Um, Gooch has scored every penalty he's taken for us. McGeady is... We've only missed two penalties since 2011, and both of them have been Aidan McGeady. By the way, that was my stat that Richard <laughs> robbed on uh, Tuesday. just want to clear that up. Should we just have a designated penalty taker should.
2: I thought we did, I thought yeah. it was Gooch yeah. uh, and, and I've got a theory that McGeezy might have pulled rank with him being captain Ooh, yeah. um, and, that and, and I do that think that's sure. a bit of an issue because I don't think, yeah. while he's a great player and I, I would never not have him in the team, I wouldn't have him as captain because I don't think he's got the right attributes and he can be quite selfish and can be quite yeah. greedy. And I've, I reckon he probably oh, so. just thought, well, I'm the captain, I'm going to take this. And to be fair, it's not like Conor McLaughlin yeah. taking the ball <laughs> off the and deciding where I'm going to rifle this in the top yeah. corner. Um, so, yeah, but I think, I think that might have been a result of McGeady's
1: captaincy. Yeah, I don't necessarily disagree that, uh, that, that we shouldn't have a designated penalty taker, but to play a little bit of devil's advocate, what if the the designated penalty taker, so say if Aidan McGeady was the designated penalty taker, or Lyndon Gooch was the designated penalty taker, and Gooch didn't fancy it, but you're forcing someone then to take a penalty who isn't necessarily up to the task mentally, uh, or maybe physically, maybe he's carrying a bit of a knock. So, at what point do you then say no, I'm not going to take the penalty, or do you, do you then set in stone,
0: Lyndon Gucci is our penalty taker, no matter what? Well, we've seen it, actually, it's been a big thing in the Premier League, we've seen it with Man United and Pogba and Rashford, like, arguing, well, not specifically arguing, they, they had, um, you know, um, a conversation in, Rashford was supposed to be the main penalty take, and he said, oh, I don't fancy this one. Um, and again, funnily enough, on, during the Chelsea game, Ross yeah. Barkley said he yeah. wanted to take the penalty, William said otherwise and then goes and misses it is it just I don't know is it just one of these things that we just it needs to be their decision to make though I think like, if you're the designated penalty
3: taker and I think Gooch should be given the way that he is a very good penalty taker clearly he clearly is if he doesn't want to take it then if he can de- delegate it to, to anybody else that's fine but if you're the designated taker you either take it or you give it to somebody else and it removes the doubt because we're not going to be if, if Gooch takes a penalty and he misses and he's the designated taker that he's missed the penalty but if somebody else takes it off him when he wants to take it and then misses it it creates that. it's another thing to talk about it's the element of doubt that's brought in there and the cer- certainty needs to be there on the pitch and you need to know ultimately what everybody's doing and if there's a penalty it should be yes I'm going to take it or I don't fancy it McGeady you take it but that's not that's not what happened there Go- Gooch w- would have happily taken that penalty and McGeady took it off him and the issue is not so much that if he doesn't fancy it, he can give it to somebody else. But he didn't get the option to do it where he really should, because he should. He is,
0: I would say, our best penalty taker. Therefore, should be the best penalty taker. And that, that's that's the way it needs to work. And the and the point is, it's not just it's not just a case of he smashed it over the bar or the keeper's made a fantastic save. He's Jeff whitley did, yeah, and it up, and you, you never. Mickey Gray, Mickey Gray, yeah. he, did what, he did
3: what he did against Barnsley, but it didn't work effectively. Mm. Yes. He did it, and, and it is what he does with his penalties. And some people do those runs. Up, some people's don't it can work it can't work but if it doesn't work as was said the other day it makes you look like an idiot so.
0: but are we getting to a point where are we in say McGiddy scores that penalty Charlie White scores his chance I mean and that never happens but <laughs> we win that game comfortably would people be happy or again will we be still in this you know situation where it could be better or I think people I don't I don't
1: think necessarily that it's a negative that people want better um, I think people would probably be happier obviously if we won on uh, on Tuesday night um, but I don't think it, it's necessarily a negative to like the Accrington people are very annoyed by the fact that people are annoyed. <laughs> and I don't, I don't necessarily think that's a bad thing. Um, th- there, there's, there's levels, don't get me wrong, You should. I, I don't necessarily think Ross get, uh, deserves the, the amount of abuse that he gets or anything like that, but I can see why people are frustrated and I think they've got every right to vent that frustration. I, 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 Ross, Ross even admitted today that, he's, that the, the fans have got every right to... to um, to, to be frustrated if, if his side don't perform well, or or, if it, or the words he used if they uh, if they get beat, which I think was a little bit of a dig at, uh, at some of the reaction to the to the three one win. But did you I, reckon he actually listened. <laughs> Maybe. Did, yeah. oh, I hope not. <laughs> You're now banned. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Uh, do, do you think this is the thing with Jack Ross? Do you think he's in a really unique situation as a manager? There's n- I, I can't. Find a team in all the leagues that has this unique pressure on him. He's managing a team that's had a lot of change. I know we can't really hark on about that anymore because it's a different team. Mm. But you have to win. You have to win well. And if you draw or you lose, your job is being questioned. Yeah, right.
2: this is, yeah, this is what I mean, Um uh, I, think, I think some of the lads might have said it in the Reaction podcast on Tuesday night, we are only a game away from, from, from a crisis point and sometimes you see it at half time, if you look at social media, if, uh, particularly if we're losing, uh, or if, even if we're just not playing well, yeah. <laughs> uh, and this is what I mean, I think it is quite a unique case. Um, and, yeah, I think, I think we're always going to struggle a little bit with that. I feel like the pressure we're under,
3: uh, the only other type of club that, that would have this type of pressure would, would be either somebody who'd been relegated out of the Football League to the conference, like Notts County or whoever, or somebody going for the top of the Premier League, whereby, realistically, you're... Yeah, the mentality of the fan base is that we're better than, than everybody, uh, rightly or wrongly. It doesn't really matter whether that is right or wrong because the mentality is always going to be there. So if you're Man City, Liverpool or if you're like Notts County, it's it's the difference in quality that, from what the fans are used to versus what they're seeing or the, the, the ultimate pressure of winning the biggest thing you can possibly win. And that that carries with it pressure. So he hasn't got an easy job and you know at the end of the day he is right to defend himself but the problem's going to be that he he might he might not be up to the task, and whether he is or whether he isn't, the fans' opinions matter because at the end of the day, as soon as he starts, to, you know, discounting that, then you know, problems start. It, it, rightly or
1: wrongly, that that is what happens, so he has to deal with it. the the only The only comparison I can actually think of to to Ross's situation, and before I say this, I'm by no means comparing the two, <laughs> is um, Mourinho at United, okay. where okay they weren't they weren't winning the league, and they weren 't maybe performing as well as they had done in previous years, but they weren't they weren 't doing badly I mean they won what was it three trophies in yeah, yeah. one season oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but, but example, yet but yet example. every week he was getting hounded yeah. by by the media, by his fans, by everyone like that. And uh, like I said, I'm not comparing I'm not comparing Jack Ross to Jose Mourinho. You hit it here first. <laughs> but yeah, that, that's that's the only kind of comparison that I can see and obviously we all know how that ended. And as much as I like Ross, I, I can't see it ending any other way than than
0: with Champions the Champions League glory.
1: Than <laughs> with the fans. Or with the with the vocal set of fans essentially getting what they want. Do you think it's made worse by the fact that we've
2: fallen through the league so quickly? Yeah, hundred percent. The fanbase yeah. haven't had a chance to adjust. Yeah, to it. It's not like we dropped down the championship. were are there for a few seasons, got relegated again. Yeah. It, it, it's like has, yeah. within two seasons we've gone from a Premier League club yeah. to to this, yeah.
0: uh, and it's <laughs>
2: it's a massive culture shock yeah. for everybody.
0: I think. Like Adrian Clark was on a Quest after the Peterborough game, where I think Sunderland Twitter just like went nuclear meltdown, yeah. um, and he he said they've won uh, at the time it was five games in a row, and he said
2: they're
0: going to be okay. He still he said they'll still probably get promoted, and the fans just need to take a breath.
1: Yeah.
0: And that's someone on the outside yeah. looking in. And do you think he's got a point? Yeah, hundred hundred percent. I think that especially
3: being in his position it's easier to say but i don't necessarily think that our expectation level does help in a you know it's it's not going to go away and i'm not saying people shouldn't have those that's fine but that also doesn't make it a positive thing for the team because He's right. We probably will. Silgut so will certainly be there or thereabouts uh, because ultimately we have the best, if not one of the best, squads in the league. Um, Jack Ross, as a manager, I think probably would get a job at any other club in this league, bar potentially Ipswich. Um, money, everything else, takeover coming, all stuff like that. You know, it's hard to take a breath, especially when you like Matt was saying, when, you, when you're when used to, to having... So much better, but that doesn't mean that we shouldn't take a breath and we shouldn't maybe have a little bit of self analysis to think actually, is this the best course of action to take for us as a fan base to be so highly strong? Because it does get where, and when you're doing it, we've all done it, we all do it, and it is stressful. Like, you want to enjoy the football that you go and see, even if it is in League One, Um, and we're all guilty of it, but sometimes it is better to, to take a step back and think, actually, look at the table. Are we actually doing that badly, or are we
1: overreacting based on what we expect to, to excuse me, expect to happen? I think, I, I think you're right. Um, but but with regards to the, the taking a breath, do you think it might have something to do with the amount of games that we actually play? So you don't actually get that chance to to take a breath. You don't. You, you're playing Saturday, Tuesday, Saturday, Tuesday. You, we're, we're in. We're, we're playing. 46 games yeah. in the league we're in the Czech trade trophy which we got through at the final last year we're still in the League Cup oh, you know so, five, five <laughs> it's,
2: it's, so, a, it's a nightmare isn't it
1: when do we get in the um, league One EFL trophy or do we have to, get, <laughs> we have to get <laughs> there, so, so I just don't I'm I'm I don't necessarily think that you actually get the chance to take a breath I think you're right in what you say that we are really high strung, but I think it's just because it's so intense. Yeah, like being yeah, in this division is yeah, so I'm not intense.
3: Criticized. I mean, I'm the same, I'm just saying. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. It's yeah, a, no, a collective. Yeah. It's, yeah. It could be something that we should maybe look at, at trying to just like. Just, just bring it back a bit, yeah. you know. This I mean, it's easy to say they done because I'm going to be screaming with everybody else at Bolton if we if, if we can't see the Bolton. I'm going to be, I'm going to be jumping on the pitch, right? pitch, But, you
2: know.
3: At the same time, we should all try.
2: This this conversation <laughs> is proving something to me, and that's the <laughs> <Is it laughs> League One is just a nightmare. Yeah, it's a nightmare yeah. that we just need to wake it's up not easy. from as quickly as possible. And I couldn't care less, really, about performances. And I don't know whether we're, we're going to get on to this about goals scored and all that kind of stuff. We just need to win the amount of points we need to get out of this league. This 100, season, hundred points. That's a good well, yeah. And I don't,
1: that about, will get us out of the league. Talking that. about expectations, I mean,
2: that just adds another layer onto that what are already high expectations we don't need it we don't need it we just need the points yeah. i don't care i don't want to go through the playoffs but i don't care if we finish second yeah. we just need yeah, to get out definitely. of this league get into the championship and try and figure things out from there
0: it's a very good point it's like when we were in the the glory days of 15th in the premier league yeah exactly I mean, <laughs> was that more enjoyable i don't know maybe well, it was the maybe. thing is you'd play a game and then you'd get it out of your system like on the Sunday the Monday and then you wouldn't have a game until Saturday, Sunday, Monday now it's like because I have to I write right, the the away guides for, and I've realised very good by the way <laughs> <laughs> rival site but very good and we're all friends here. we're all friends <laughs> but I realised it's like oh we've got a game on Tuesday mm-hmm. and then we've got another one on and yeah. Saturday, and then we're playing Grimsby in the cup, and it's like yeah. just you don't get a break, so then. many.
3: It's bad, it is
1: bad for your, for your yeah. mental health at times, I <laughs> think.
3: And your wallet. <laughs> <laughs> and your wallet yeah.
0: <laughs> but
1: it is, it is. You're right though, because obviously we we played Accrington on Saturday, we um, played Rotherham on Tuesday. We're well, bolting away on Saturday, and I'm, if I'm right in thinking we've got Sheffield United yeah. away in the cup on Tuesday, and then another Saturday okay, game, and then I think it's the you AFL or whatever it's yeah.
3: called, the Van. Basically, got a midweek game yeah. every week till yeah. Christmas. Let's
0: uh, let's move on to that Bolton game Obviously rising from the ashes Bolton Wanderers From playing children to playing Daryl Murphy and Liam Bridcut Um, Everybody thinks we're going to lose this Somehow (laughs) For some reason It's written in the It is the Sumlin way But they have. They're on minus ten after all their shenanigans in the summer. They've scored one goal by a fellow called the Linden on loan from Stoke City. That's
3: pretty good, to be fair.
0: And they've conceded twenty three goals. I mean, there's a bit of an asterisk there because they did have to play their youth team, and they got numerous spankings, and then uh, another spanking. But they drew nil nil at home to Oxford United on Tuesday. And what are we thinking? I mean. Are we going to see an actual fullback since Joel Lynch and Lawrence de could be fit? So, are we going to see an actual fullback playing in an actual fullback position? I think he said today they're not going to play a Bolton. Tremendous.
3: Well, you know, why change the winning formula, right? But um, I, think they are, I think
0: they're going to be in the squad for uh, Sheffield United again, but they're not going to play. So, what are we expecting? From, from Bolton is it do we have to smash them do we just squeak a 1-0 we'll just win for me. I, I don't I don't think I agree I think
1: I know we all go on about statement results and things like that and we haven't necessarily had one probably since the, the early part of last season and I know that the Bolton were playing a very different to the Bolton that Ipswich played earlier on in the season, for example, but I think it is a. It, it's it's not even about a statement result to the rest of the league. I think it's a good opportunity for us to galvanise the fan base, the squad, g- give players like Will Grigg. Of course, he has to get mentioned. Yeah, he needs to start. Give him give him minutes on the pitch. Maybe look at a different option to, to Wyke, Although I know he I know he has good things about him. Don't look at me like that I'm white
3: defender He does
1: a job in certain games I don't think Bolton is that game I think you're looking at the players Like McNulty, like Greg, like Maguire Like McGeady, who can create a spark Who can move the ball quickly along the floor Because these players That they brought in are, are League One Well, either League One veterans or newbies Or in, in a bit of the mix
0: and Still very experienced. Yes, side. exactly. Yeah. And, in, yeah, and
1: you want to be quick, and you want to play it along the floor because the, if if you and we did it on Tuesday night a lot, which was which was baffling to me because we'd played we'd had McNulty who had got in behind a couple of times, and then we took him off, and instead of bringing someone on like a Grig who is a similar kind of player who gets in behind, we brought on White who sits in front of the defence and brings the ball down, and we had we had backs to the wall. Um, Defensively, so he had no support. So, anyway, I'm going off the Yeah, track. but White's
0: funny, apparently. I'd, uh, he's, I mean, I... I, just, I just you, wait when 4,000 Bol- uh, Sunderland fans are at Bolton singing that C Senor uh, chant as he headers the ball into nowhere. Yeah, it's well, funny, yeah. isn't it? It is weird. I, it I, is I, wonder, I wonder,
3: though, in all seriousness, if, and I thought this at the time against Rotherham, did, did maybe, I mean, I'm not saying it was a good substitution, obviously it wasn't, but was part of it not... On a defensive side for White to maybe win some heads, not that he did that, but <laughs> potentially could've, he could have done
1: that. Give the added height <laughs> because they had some big lads. I don't know, maybe they, they absolutely achieve. did. But the thing is, I mean, their their threats weren't coming from set pieces, which is where White, which is where White yeah, no, play, no. plays a factor. And I, I can understand that that you'd bring him on to maybe shore up the defence from set pieces. But they weren't threatening from the set pieces; they were more threatening from the counter attack. Which uh, uh, obviously they they eventually scored on, um, and and I think that it's just it's just one of those situations that you see from um, from us maybe maybe once once too often we 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 refuse to make different substitutions. So we've got players on the bench who can offer something different than, than, than we've definitely seen this season. But we for some reason we just don't don't really use them.
2: I think, um, joking aside, I think Wyke's a decent player having the squad because he is a different option from Mcnulty and Grigg, who are, who are a lot more similar. But I have heard that Keith Hill's trying to play out from the back at Bolton, so he wouldn't. You're right. He wouldn't be the right choice at all. I don't think for this game. That's um, a-
0: that's perfect If you need to press And Harry really You Matt don't McNulty yeah. yeah I
2: think McNulty Or Greg, uh Both Maguire Yeah the, Those kind of players Will be better than Will be better than Wake, and, and, and far more suitable To the game In terms of A statement result And things like that I think the goal difference Thing that's been talked about A bit is a Is a fallacy um, a Because if you actually Look into it Goal difference Is rarely crucial When it comes down To the end of the season I think Actually, ironically, I think Bolton are actually one of the few teams who have been affected by it on the final day of the season. I think they were relegated on goal difference from the Premier League. and I think a couple of decades Oh hang on It was um, of course The famous Aguero goal For um, yeah. the City In 2011-2012 yeah, yeah, And last year Was it? Oh no it was a point so Yeah it was, it
0: was a, a
2: point,
0: point. Uh, Yeah, yeah. Sometimes it
2: sometimes Comes down to a point But I, 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 don't think it's, I don't think It's that important Don't get me wrong I'd love us to smash them <laughs> five, five, 5 6 nil, and, and I mean Rotherham managed it They beat them 6-1 yeah. Even with Daryl Murphy in, in the Bolton team
0: So who um, What do you expect The starting line up? to look like.
3: Anyone? For for me, to take I, that? Think, I think starting you're gonna ha- you're gonna have to have McNulty starting, hundred um, percent. I thought he started the game really well on cheers against Would Colt, you not be tempted well. to
0: um put Griggin, knowing that it's a bit of a uh, well, it's a new look defence for Bolton and, you know this could be the perfect opportunity for him to finally, like, properly get off the mark. Yeah,
3: I, I, I wouldn't be averse to it, but I think, like, you got to. I think Manolini start the game well against Rotherham. I think he has to be rewarded with another, another start against Bolton. A defender, if I was him, I'd think, yeah, you know, I can get a goal against these, but equally, you're right, Grig needs minutes, he needs goals, he needs a chance to prove himself. Either or, or maybe we could even try and get get them both in there. Somewhere. I, I, I you know I, I don't know, but I think I think obviously McGeady's going to play. Maguire, um, as as we said earlier, probably won't play. Uh, I don't know whether we need to play Ledbetter. I'd be happy with Power playing. To be honest, I think uh, I think a, a sitting centre mid against a team we're expected to beat comfortably, maybe slightly redundant if we play Maguire or Ledbetter. So I'd be happy with Dobson and Power, um, and then I think the same at the back. Although if Conor McLaughlin can play better, that would be, be great.
1: <laughs> I'd I'd be very surprised if uh, if O9 isn't moved back to to right back. Yeah. Um, I think I think it showed on Tuesday night the fact that his best two opportunities of the evening came when he was at right back and rather than in the middle of the park. And I know that a lot of people think that um, he's not a right back. I actually think he is better at right back than he is in the in the midfield. Yeah. Don't get me wrong, he's got loads of energy, but he's just not. Clinical enough, and for me, doesn't read the game well enough to to sit in that middle of the park. Um, Dobson, on the other hand, I I I can't praise that enough for the first sort of 30, 35 minutes. He went off the boil. I think everyone went off the boil, to be honest with you. Um, but I would I'd like Jim to I would love to see Power and Dobson in the midfield just to see what
0: what that sort of serves up for us. Are we expecting much from Bolton? I mean, Jim, you mentioned um, like before before we started this, that they've got Wright some. The
3: back. <laughs> yeah, they've got a couple of decent players. That Valinden scored a good goal. Ironically, I think it was the first goal in that game. They ended up losing six-one, but it was a very good goal. He's pretty quick. He's going to cause problems to to slow uh, backs so it's a good job we don't have any of them, um, Conor McLaughlin. But uh, other than that, uh, Jake Wright's a good centre back. Uh, I think they've got uh, Darrell Murphy's injured and uh, Liam Brickett obviously is clearly going to play like he did at St James' yeah. Park all those years ago <laughs> uh, for the second time in his career so we've got that to look forward to Although hopefully uh, Max Power
0: might have something to say about that with a bit of luck and uh, who's going? which one of you's are going? Um, I think we're all think going, we're all we're all going. All yeah. Yeah. apart from me who's at a wedding in Essex uh, oh dear. enjoy <laughs> do you have any particular fond have me- you been to Bolton before? Yeah. yes any particularly fond memories? Craig Gardner's No, FA Cup
3: Uh, third round, first leg, uh, to bring it back from 2-0. I think it was either 1-0 down to 1-0 or 2-0 down to 2-0. He absolutely rifled it in the top corner, uh, and it was amazing.
2: I haven't actually been to a game there, but I used to work about 200, 300 yards away from the ground.
0: You lucky boy. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, and
2: and that was for a job that I absolutely despised. Um, So I used to walk through the car park of the ground, and from work, usually through high winds. Uh, yeah, and I, so I've got a lot of very negative connotations about that ground. So I've always <laughs> vowed to return one day and have some sort of positive experience there. So um, please don't mess up, lads. I need, I need my
0: redemption. <laughs> uh, well, John Stead once told me to fuck off there when I was uh, sixteen. <laughs> when I was sixteen years old. What
3: did you do? It's going to be. Is it not
0: podcast worthy? Or? Uh, I said to his I don't know. I was a night, I was a stupid, you know, bratty sixteen-year-old who said um, he wasn't playing in this game. We got beat 2 0 and he wasn't playing in this game. And for some reason, someone behind me said, "Why weren't you playing today, John?" And I, um, and he said, "Oh, I don't know." And me, for some reason, came out with, "Oh, well, you wouldn't have made a difference anyway." Uh, and right. he uh, he told me to uh, politely do one. So. You know about
3: that coming to
0: me, right? <laughs> yeah, <laughs>
3: and
1: you're right, though. You're 100% right in what you said. I know. Weren't you? I was. Uh... <laughs> yeah, <you weren't> wrong. <laughs> he actually says something
2: very similar to me in Tiger Tiger in Newcastle, so maybe it's. It's becoming a bit of a
3: catch for <laughs> Actually One quick John Stead anecdote as well um, my, my, my brother said he, won, he once met him out um, On a night out Is Again I, Is this podcast worth? Yes, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, we're you, not
0: going to get sued
3: in, in, are uh, we yeah. um, in, in, in a bar anyway. It you me Tiger Tiger And uh, he um, John Stead's mate Said, said, said to my brother uh, Do you not know who that is and My brother was like Yes yeah, it's, it's John Stead And he was like Do you want a photo it was like, nah. so. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, from John Stead trying to get photos with people to Sunderland being the richest club in England, no, second richest club in England. So, all the chatter on West Side during the week, it all got very excited when a company named FPP Sunderland Limited was listed on company houses with. The people Glenn, Robert Furman, John Phelan and Robert Plater. I assume they're the Dell vehicle. Is this where we parachute Weatherspoon in is it, or are we going to <laughs> we gonna have to talk about um, well. that? Oh well, no, no. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> finance, finance free. <laughs> but since we are going to be the second richest club in the UK, what do you want to, what's the first thing you want us to buy? And I'll we'll start with Jim.
3: The first thing I want us to buy would be uh, a ride back, please, in January. Because <laughs> kind of a not very good. Please.
2: Okay. <laughs> right. Uh, do you remember those plastic plants that we used to move around the office to the tune of a grand a month?
1: I'd immediately reinstate them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> that was better. <laughs> I just think making the, the ground... I know, I know they've, they've, they've tried, but I think making the ground just a bit more friendly i think i know that the um there was a bit in the echo i think earlier on today talking about what they did with a, a baseball team in miami or not necessarily them because i think they only had a seven percent share in it or something like that but what that what that baseball team did and they they essentially made it a, a bit more of a fan friendly place so reduced the the ticket prices although i must say that Sunland isn't necessarily overpriced um but reduced the price of beer um and i think if they are wanting to I know Donald, uh, Stuart Donald, sorry, said um, when he first took over, he wants to create this this place where fans come to the ground before the match rather than the town, mm-hmm. and I think if. If they are wanting to do that, I think they just need to look at the, at the price difference. I mean, you, you can go into and any, uh, yeah, any any sort of establishment in in town and, and get a very reasonable pint. Um, whereas when you come to the ground, you you're paying over four pounds for a as bottle as well. for four a bit, bottle.
3: Four quid for a chicken burger, I think it it in the, in the burger. It's yeah. been there for about three weeks it's as well. Totally, yeah.
1: <laughs> so yeah, yeah. so yeah, yeah. I think I think just sort of
0: um, uh, sort. Of, uh, User, user experience more than anything else.
3: Yeah. Free booze and food.
0: Okay, that's a very sensible a- uh, answer compared to my North Sea cannon that yes. I've got. Um, essentially, set up a cannon on, on the banks of the, on Roker Beach where whenever a manager gets sacked or a player that's out of contract and won't leave we fire over to Scandinavia or so one of those oil rigs. Yeah, uh, tell <laughs> <laughs> oh, Take the oil rig out. <laughs> <laughs> or bearing uh, if not that a monorail I don't know Okay, ok right predictions I think Sunderland will win 4-0 so um, I
2: don't think we're going to score as many goals as that but I do think we're going to get our first clean sheet of the season because Bolton are struggling for goals I'm going to go 2-0
3: yeah Laura of Averages says
0: we do a clean sheet we'll get one we'll win 3-0 I'm sticking to our tried and tested formula of 3-1. That's pretty much it for us. There'll be a reaction show after the Bolton game with uh, Rory, Matthew and possibly Gareth. And on Monday, the regular show, Gareth and Stephen will be back. Uh, Thanks for listening.